This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum and ThisPipeLife.com. We thank them for their support of this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You're listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD. Hey, Bo. Good evening, man. Man, good evening to you, sir. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. It's been a, a, a kind of a slow couple weeks here around Is the it shop. Really? Yeah, for some reason, it's, uh, you know, I think it's February. People are kind of recovering <laughs> from all the holidays we've had. And, of course, this week is Valentine's Day, so we, we might see something from that. But... Uh, what's cool is there. There's been a lot of uh, a lot of blending energy going on around the shop. Yeah. Here. So I've uh, been focusing on uh, on some new stuff here that we're going to try to roll out in the next couple of weeks for the shop, which I think will be uh, a lot of fun. I hope our aromatic pipe tobacco smokers will be uh, very very pleased with that. We'll that, see where all that goes. That so. fits the season yeah. a little bit. Those yeah. aromatic, you so. know, flowery nature. I mean, I, I got to yeah. think about like how holidays impact uh, the pipe buying, the pipe tobacco buying. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, you, you think about how much sweet stuff you, you, you know, eat and oh, yeah. consume <laughs> between like Thanksgiving and Christmas. And then, of course, we've got um, in, in, New the, Year's. In, in the Deep South, we've got, you know, Lent that we wow. <laughs> king cakes and stuff. And yes, then we, uh, move on towards uh, Valentine's Day and uh, St. Patty's Day. I don't know. It's just uh, it's kind of fun to mark those things with uh with different tobacco well what it's interesting to me that like you know i mean i think thanksgiving for example big meal you're gonna you know you're gonna want to smoke your pipe after that christmas you've got all of these seasonal christmas blends that happen new year's you know some people go with the cigar route on new year's but yeah, we know yeah, we're, we're true blue on in the pipe way mm-hmm. but i mean like you know I, I think about like valentine's and how you're going to be spending your your time with your significant other and how many stories <laughs> we've gotten in of like yeah my my significant other hates that i smoke I a pipe and so i wonder if that might be impacting the slow traffic I wanted to smoke my pipe for Valentine's Day, but she sent me out to the shed in the backyard. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I spent I spent <laughs> I spent my my Valentine's Day. It was just me and my pipe, and it was glorious. And it, was, <laughs> it was glorious. It was romantic. <laughs> well, man, uh, look, we've got a uh, we've got a great show tonight. Uh, at the top of the show, though, we want to give a, a special shout out to, of course, the uh, Pipe Club members. Last week, we we mentioned on the show, of course, that we are putting it out to the Pipe Club to kind of design and uh, and get creative on coming up with a logo for the uh, the Country Squire Radio International yeah. Pipe Club. Yeah. If you are a club member, head over to uh, patreon.com slash countrysquireradio. The uh, the blog post is out there now, kind of talking a little bit about what the, what the goal is behind that. And we're leaving it somewhat open-ended in terms of like, we're not necessarily putting on a date per se when all entries must be in, nor are we giving too much direction. But I do want to say this, you know, the, the Country Squire Radio Pipe Club is unlike any other pipe club that exists. There is a uniqueness that connects everybody that's involved in this. And, you know, the fact that we, we have kind of this podcast element, that's something that no other, you know, pipe club really has. It's pretty unique. And so, you know, be, as you're kind of thinking about that, just, uh, you know, think about what makes us unique and remember that we don't have to be traditional in the sense that like our, our pipe club doesn't have to feel or look like the norm, so to speak. And so I'm really excited to see, I know we've got tons of creative folks that are uh, club members. And so I'm looking forward to seeing what, uh, what some of that comes in. But again, if you go to uh, patreon.com slash country squire radio, uh, and you're a club member, you'll see that blog post. But man, I also want to give a shout out at the top of the show to those that are not necessarily club members, but are making this podcast happen. They've become patrons for a dollar per episode. We've got folks that are just helping us out that aren't full club members, but we sure do appreciate them helping us on a weekly basis. Andrew Del Quadro, Mike, Jim Lambing, Eric Wirt, Jeff Blackman, Filippo, 
and Jeff Mason. Yeah, big shout out to you guys. And I wanted to do, yeah, I wanted to do you guys justice. That's why John David read your name. <laughs> <laughs> and I probably got it wrong too. Yeah. <laughs> it's a rite of passage. It's a rite of passage. That's right. Show. That's right. Yeah. If you, if you make it, if, if you're involved in the show enough for us to butcher your name, you've, you kind of accomplish, you, you get some. Oh, you've arrived. You get some credit for that. <laughs> some kind of star points or something. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> hey, you know, I, I want to mention something that, that kind of interesting. It's, it's only lightly tied to, to pipes uh, here at the top of the show real yeah. quick. I had the opportunity this last past uh, weekend, we were celebrating my my father's birthday and we were over at my parents' house Yeah, and uh, I did something uh, while I was there. I was going back up and, and uh, looking for, you know, some of the, our old toys and that sort of thing. I found my parents' record collection. You know, you know, oh, sweet. You know, a lot of the, what what a lot of people have come to the pipe because they found like you know their their parents' pipe collection or right, their grandfather's. Right. There's like kind of this legacy that thing happens and, all the time. You know, and I'm I'm reminded too about Tim, the no longer intern, who uh, who shared kind of the story of like when he found. Or when he started smoking a pipe and his parents found out and his dad brought out he his did. father's he pipes. Gave, gave him his old Stanwell. Yeah. And, and there is kind of an element of when you find kind of these uh, these artifacts from, you know, your parents or your grandparents, it kind of like awakens something that you didn't realize about them. Sure. And so as I was combing through this st- uh, these, oh, these old things, now I found this stack of records. Yeah. Vinyl records that were owned by my mom and my dad at one point in their life. And I mean, their names are on it and everything else. I... I feel like I got to know my parents a little bit. Did, in a did way you I find some gems that were maybe a little surprising? A, a little bit, yeah. a little bit. And it, yeah. I, you know, I, I kind of, it, I'm telling you, man, it, it opened my eyes. But it did that's make it's good. Did make me think. I, I pulled a bunch of them and brought them to the studio and, and was listening to them this morning. And, and we'll kind of be doing that throughout the week, just kind of getting in touch with my roots there from that standpoint. <laughs> but it did make me think about the fact that um, you know, vinyl records in the pipe. I mean, that that seems like it goes together like chocolate and peanut butter in the Bam. sense that yeah, before absolutely. chocolate and peanut butter, you wouldn't have thought about that. No, but right. They right. totally go together yeah um there might be something there you know preparing maybe, up maybe with, perhaps another pairing uh, maybe maybe maybe. Uh, maybe we could have a vinyl pairing along with our you know uh barbecue short ribs no and, oh, no see this is, what, this is what i was worried about i tried to sneak it in there i, I, I see what you're doing there. yeah I'm, right. on, I'm on to you now okay <laughs> <laughs> no, we're looking for all kinds of pairings right i mean you know if you got i think we, we could have we could have a, a american sedan pairing with a, with your favorite <laughs> pipe tobacco or look cigar or, or jukebox or, cigar jukebox they pair no, up they do. music Look, with cigars. Hey, great guys over there. We love them. You know, no uh, music and cigars. I, pipe tobacco. We could. You know. I'm saying it's out there. Y'all, y'all let us know. And by the <laughs> way, speaking of letting us know when it comes to this show, uh, you know, from time to time, it's been a while, but we've got a series that's called Pipe Culture, where we take a look at various aspects of kind of the culture that surrounds the pipe. If you've never listened to one of those shows, uh, go back, check out the archives, listen to a few of them to get a sense of what they are. Um, but it, it's kind of where we look at these different kind of commonalities that exist within uh, the pipe world. It's not necessarily something that we kind of work towards or anything, but just something that kind of happens organically. And a suggestion was brought out uh, from uh, a pipe club member, actually, uh, about doing a show on archetypes. Yeah. You know, pipe smoking archetypes. Now, the one that was mentioned was specifically the grandfather archetype, but I kind of want to just kind of put that out there. We'd like to collect kind of your feedback. When you think of a pipe smoker, what are the archetypes that kind of go around that? You know, I have some immediate things that that calls to mind. I'm not even going to mention them right now because I really want to pitch it out to yeah, you guys. Could be, yeah, we'd like to get, you know, feedback on just what what are the first things that come to your mind on, you know, hey, I'm a, 
I'm a pipe smoker. This is the, you know, kind of quintessential pipe smoker. Where does your mind go with that? Exactly. So send those in show at countrysquireradio.com. Just put pipe culture in the title and that'll allow me to find it easily. And uh, in the next coming weeks, we'll put together a pipe culture episode based on your thoughts and theories uh, on uh, on archetypes. So yeah. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Great idea. A couple more news items too. Yeah. Uh, of course, in early March, we're uh, really excited uh, to have a trunk show here at the Country Square. Right. Yeah. Uh, Pete Prevost, our good friend at Briarworks Pipes, he's actually going to come down and uh, and have the spread out uh, here at our, at our at our shop. March 11th uh, is the day free to enter. Uh, it's going to be a great discounts on just super American made pipes uh, right right here in the United States. Pete and all the guys at uh, at Briarworks do such a good job and uh, are, have a lot of exciting things kind of mm. to announce this coming year. And so uh, we're looking forward to, to learning more about that and are fired up to see Pete. So if you're in the Jackson area, uh, March 11th or, or around, uh, we'd love to have you come for uh, the Briarworks Trunk Show. Also, a week from today, Bo, do you know what a week from today is? The week from today is, uh, it's the week from the day before Valentine's Day. That's right. That That is right. It, it is It is also well known as International Pipe Smoking Day. Oh! It's 2.20, baby. All, again? It's not 4.20, it's 2.20. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, man, we're excited about it. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll hopefully... Uh, have our uh, new blends out by then, but we will definitely be running some uh, tobacco promotions on our website, uh, thecountrysquireonline.com. So check that out. We're, we're fired up about that and look forward to putting more out about that. Man, that, wow. It's you exciting. know, I, I remember last uh, last International Pipe Smoking Day, I, uh, I was here at the shop and I was busting open. I was trying to smoke uh, Penzance for the first time. Yeah. And it turned out yeah. that it wasn't actually Penzance. <laughs> but now I actually do have some Penzance. You so. had like line one Q or no, something. No, no, oh, it, just... it was It was another like very like hard to get tobacco and it was quite, quite delicious. Oh, no, it was actually Stonehaven. That's what it was. It's it funny. And I, I like Stonehaven better than I do Penzance. That's what a lot of people said. Yeah. yeah. That's that funny. It was like, uh, man, this isn't even Pen- Yeah, but it's Stonehaven. That's even better. It was interesting. I remember I was, I was smoking Stonehaven and then got some uh, Chinese takeout right afterwards. <laughs> that is how I spent International Pipe Smoking Day last year. So. And then you were in the bathroom all night. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but not this year, man. But maybe. We've got a lot of good stuff uh, that's happening, as you mentioned. But man, let's let's jump into tonight's episode, because I think tonight is, tonight's talking about a, a subject matter that I think many can relate to, especially if you've been in the game for quite some time. And that is uh, dealing with broken pipes. Yeah, that's now, right. A lot of times people write into the show about like, I've got this broken pipe and you know, oh, this happened, this happened, this happened. What and do we, I do? Yeah. We, you know, we've got our, uh, you know, we've got our, our usual suspects in terms of those that we recommend in sure. terms of, you know, uh, re- reviving pipes. That's but right. If you're in a pinch and you need to fix it yourself, what do you do? Yeah. Yeah. We, we wanted to do an episode on kind of do it yourself repairman for pipes, right? <laughs> so, uh, and, and you know, there's not just a ham and a pinch and what do I do? I've broken my stem or, uh, there's a crack in the shank or, you know, I, I bit through the bit through the end of my stem or something like that. You know, a lot of pipe smokers, you know, not only are they in a pinch, but they're also just really cheap. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, the pipe smokers are notriously cheap. You know, you think about, um, you know, frugal. Uh, Frugal. Let's go frugal. No, no. I think you're onto something there. No, it's just it's interesting. I'm uh, see it every day. You know, like you and me, we're real price conscious when we're you know thinking about tobaccos and things. Um, you know, you think about a tin of tobacco. Your favorite tin of pipe tobacco uh, might cost you anywhere between ten and twenty dollars. Uh, and you get multiple, multiple smokes out of that. Uh, and, and a cigar smoker, they're going to spend $12 on one cigar. In 45 minutes, it's gone. So, I mean, we, you know, pipe smokers are just, we're just conscious about this kind of thing. And so we've got a lot of folks that 
you know, they break their pipe. Matter of fact, someone today, they uh, had broken the end of their uh, pipe stem and, um, you know, he came in and, and he was like, well, you've just got a, you know, a pipe stem that I can just put on the end of this, right? And right. I, yeah, and, I, yeah. and I said, no, you know, sir, the, the stem has to be custom fit to the pipe. We send it off. We get a, you know, either the stem repaired or a new stem put on there. And he, he was like, well, how much is that going to cost? And I kind of gave him a, a rough quote and he was like, well, well, I'll just buy a new pipe. You know? <laughs> well, so. you know, it's interesting because I, I will bet that there are people listening right now, especially kind of newer pipe smokers, that are surprised to hear that, that you can't yeah. just take another stem and, and stick it in there and you're good to go. That's right. That's right. You, you know, and there are options. If you get online, you can go to some of these pipe uh, repair and pipe uh, maker where, you know, supply houses. Uh, Vermont Freehand comes to mind where, you know, you can order a uh, stem and, and measure the diameter of the the tenon and, you know, try to get a close fit, but you're still going to have to probably do some sanding and some, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, polishing and stuff like that just to get a really good fit. So, um, but, but anyway, we, we wanted to talk about this, like, okay, I'm, I'm doing it myself. I'm either in a pinch or I just don't feel like paying someone uh, a bunch of money to fix my pipe. And, uh, and what do I do? So of course we wanted to just talk about kind of the main categories of pipe brokenness as it were so uh, <laughs> i guess we'll start with i bit a hole in the stem oh snap and so yeah no th- no the snap's coming later <laughs> that, that's a <laughs> that's, no, this is, this that's is, later in the episode this is the old mike tyson here. that's right <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> i bit the old ear off the evander holyfield pipe right 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 uh, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so we've got you know if you if you do bite the end off your stem there are a couple options here so um if you have a pipe and it was a real kind of a clean bite on the end where there's a, just a chunk that's uh, removed from it. A lot of times folks will buy these uh, rubber pipe bits that you can actually slip over the end of your pipe. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah are you familiar with that? I it's, think so, yeah. It's yeah. a softy pipe bit, and it just kind of goes right over the end. It's like a prevention um, method, though, right? Uh, it, it, it is, typically, but a lot of times, if your pipe has just a chip on the end of the stem, yeah. uh, you can slip that over, and it'll co- cover just enough for you to kind of use it and not really think about the fact that it's chipped. Oh, so, interesting. Okay. Yeah, it, it actually works pretty good. You know, think about the end of your stem, and if a little hunk of it is missing, you can put that, you know, bit over the end, and you never even really know the difference. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm just terrified yeah. for the pipe smoker that notices, oh, there's a chunk missing, and didn't realize that, oh, you, you swallowed it or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, well, we'll find that in a couple of days. <laughs> um, yeah, so oh. so that's, uh, that, that, that's one option. A lot of times, though, the bite off the end of the the stem or the the chunk that's missing off the end of the stem is is much more severe. Um, And in that case, you're actually going to have to remove part of the stem. And so some folks will actually take uh, like a little Dremel tool or something where you're actually going to saw uh, off the end of the, the end of the stem. Now what now? Um, a, a, a Dremel tool. Okay. It's something that you buy at this place called Home Depot. Okay. Uh, which is where they, uh, it, they, uh, you know, do home supply and repair uh, things. Yes. Now I, yeah. I am familiar with the shop, okay. just not the yeah. tool. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll take, uh, you know, you'll take something like that and actually uh, kind of saw off the end of the stem. Uh, what you have to do from there, though, uh, just to make sure you're going to be easy on your, your mouth, uh, you, you, of course, can use that rubber bit that a lot of folks will put over the end. Uh, but a lot of folks will actually start with some uh, high grit sandpaper uh, and then work their way up to a finer and finer sandpaper and actually try to sand that that end down so it's just real smooth on the end. Interesting. Um, and that way, you'll, you'll, you know, you're not just putting a jagged ebonite end into your, to your mouth. You know, you're actually putting something that, uh, you know, is smooth and, and relatively more comfortable. How rough does sandpaper have to be to work on ebonite? You know, it actually, you start at a grit, you know, anywhere uh, it can be, uh, you know, between 
one and three hundred, you know, anywhere in there okay. between that grit, and then and then typically kind of work up from there. Now that's just what I do, kind of here in house. There, sure, you know, we've sure, probably sure. got pipe makers and pipe restoration folks that uh, that do different things than me, but but typically that's kind of where I start. And then kind of work up from there. Wet sanding really helps too. So if you're actually uh, while you're sanding it, kind of kind of wetting the end of the stem, uh, it, it'll it'll really just add a, a little additional texture there to get it a little finer sand. So uh, which is nice. But another option too, if you've got a hole that you've bit through the stem, a lot of times uh, you know if you think like your canine tooth, you know, let's say like bites a hole straight through the stem right. into, into the airway. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. What, right. what some folks have, uh, have kind of learned to do is you can actually, you can actually, actually fill that hole. They make now a black super glue, which is really cool. And, and so you can use that to kind of patch the hole up. So the problem with it is you got to be careful because that glue can block up the airway of the pipe. Right. Uh, and so a lot of people will, if they'll, they'll take, uh, you know, some type of media and stick in the airway, uh, you know, you can be a pipe cleaner, uh, more preferably if you can, if there's enough room in there for you to get like a, like a small, small dowel rod or, uh, or even a little piece of a little shim of, you know, wood or something that you can kind of stick in there. And then you apply the black super glue on top and then once it kind of cures you pull your spacer out and then just sand it down really good so yeah but kind of a neat idea uh actually uh our good friend two combs uh with rocks pipes i had a sheraton that was gifted to me um 1975 sheraton from from uh london actually it was really beautiful little pipe but it had a perfect little hole just bitten right through the end of the stem and uh he was able to go in and and use that black super glue and and just make it look really sharp so that that's some options on okay what do i do if i've you know kind of bitten off the end of my pipe yeah all right now that makes sense although again i i just i have never experienced that have you ever actually bit off part of your pipe i never have you yeah know, I, I never have i don't know but have you I'm like the one the, the one that really kind of sticks out to me is the vampire thing of like sticking your tooth all the way to all the way <laughs> in, in, into the air hole yeah and it, people come in i'm like i'm almost impressed sometimes <laughs> i'm the, not even mad <laughs> yeah i'm not even mad i'm just impressed yeah it's, right. it's amazing i'm at you know you're going for the whole swiss cheese look with your savonella yeah i mean to some extent ebonite is relatively malleable if yeah, that's the right no, phraseology it's a it's a kind of a soft soft rubber yeah, yeah. i mean and, and you know from anybody who clinches i mean i guess some of that that does come normal wear and tear if you if that's you right. smoke your pipe often and you do clinch then that is just something that is going to eventually happen at yeah. some point and and again you mentioned it earlier those rubber bits that uh that we sell the softy pipe bits you know i think they're like a buck a piece or something but you know it, it's a preventative thing for the most part but a lot of people because they uh, you know, are hard on their pipes and, and abuse them and the stems wind up, you know, marred in some way. They'll actually use them uh, kind of as a as a cover up and it lets you continue to use your, the stem of your pipe without having to get it redone. All so, right. Yep. So that is if you Mike Tyson your pipe. So that, that's if you Mike Tyson your pipe. That's right. Uh, if you snap the stem oh, off snap. at the at the tenon, um, you know, that, that, there's some options too. So think, uh, you know, you you know, bang your pipe on the end of your ashtray or something like that or dropped it and, you know, it snapped. So the um, the tenon is stuck in the wood, but you've got this loose stem. Um, you know, this is really frustrating, and it's one of the most common stem breaks that that happens. And yeah. of course, the fix for it is going to be you know more intensive than the just putting a you know rubber softy bit over the end of your stem. But a lot of people, the problem comes when you've got a you know your tenon is stuck in the wood, right? And so a lot of times, what you have to do is take either a a drill 
or some people can even use a corkscrew and actually screw it oh, sure. into yeah. that into that tenon that's stuck in there and then pull it out. So uh, drills typically uh, seem to work better just because you've got kind of a narrow diameter there. And you, you have to be careful too, especially like this is my Bing's favorite. It's just got a, a just a real small, uh, you know, kind of more fragile shank on there. Yeah. So you have to be careful. But remove the tenon. And then uh, a lot of folks will actually do their own tenon repair work. Again, you can get online and go to one of these uh, pipe repair you know, supply houses, pipe maker supply houses, and and order you know rods of ebonite or or even Delrin. Delrin is kind of the um, gold standard nowadays for tenons on, on pipes because it just it's super heat resistant. It really won't expand or contract, so it just has a really tight fit that lasts. It's just a really good material to use for tenons. Uh, a lot of times, what you can do is uh, you know drill the old tenon out of the stem where that was and then pop a new one in. If you do that, use some kind of uh, clear epoxy, uh, a two-part epoxy, just something uh, that's going to have a nice strong seal. But uh, the thing I understand about Delrin, it doesn't take too naturally to um, the bond. So you have to, in, in other words, kind of rough up the sides of the tenon uh, before you stick it in there. Basically, you're giving the sides of the tenon something for the epoxy to grab onto. So mm-hmm. um, so anyway, all that to say, you know, you're just taking it and putting a new tenon in there. It's going to require, you know, a good bit of more labor. A lot of folks, though, they'll, they'll actually, kind of interesting, they'll go uh, to your hardware store or the Home Depot or something and buy a, a, a nylon spacer. It's a, a spacer is a little nylon plastic looking tube thing that you put on the end of like a bolt uh, or something that will, you know, kind of leave the head uh, sticking out of whatever surface it, it, it's kind of hard to explain but if you go to you know go to your local hardware store ask them for a spacer they'll know exactly what you're talking about kind of like when you drill a hole and then you're going to be screwing something back into that hole they actually put that plastic piece in there first yeah yeah, yeah okay, that's right gotcha, gotcha. that's right and, and and so the idea is you know you use the spacer in place of the tenon um and you can kind of use that again you're probably gonna have huh. to work it down some and and things like that but um but just an option for you a, a, another option too it, you know you've got this stem that snapped off and you really uh you know don't have access to another stem and you don't want to pay for for one um you can do what you know the ancient people did and use <laughs> either a reed or piece of bamboo right, right, right. <laughs> so you know just take your pipe and uh you know get any kind of uh, nice, you know, tube, uh, you know, structure. Uh, you know, we found these uh, old Indian pipes, you know, and of course, a lot of times they were, uh, you had a clay bowl, but then the, there was just a reed stuck in the end of it that, that was kind of used to, to pull the smoke out of. So, hey, man, it's um, uh, pretty cool. It's yeah. a classic approach, right? That's there, right. Too. That's right. Uh, so, uh, so that that's an option for you as well. The cracked shank is is a really painful one. That's okay. one of those where, uh, you know, the shank of your pipe uh, is there's a kind of a hairline crack that'll start to appear, uh, typically right at the end of the shank where it meets the mouthpiece, and um, and that that's a really troubling one because if that occurs, I mean, is is you know because I, I can imagine with the snaps stem, yeah. Most stems are going to be more vulnerable than, say, a briar, the briar of the pipe, right? 
So if, if you actually come up with like a cracked shank, does yeah. that imply that there's some sort of defect in the shank or could that actually also happen with wear and tear? And It can. Okay. It can. Yeah, okay. wear, wear and tear, particularly if it's just a real, uh, you know, kind of thin walled shank where the mm-hmm. mortise hole is, is, you know, wide enough to uh, not leave a lot of uh, wood material between that and the outside of the, the shank. Um, you know, it, it can. It really can be a fragile area. And, and just, you know, with pulling the stem in and out of the pipe, um, you know, you'll you'll find that uh, sometimes a hairline crack will start to develop. So um, it typically, you know, what if you if you have a pipe like that and you send it off to a pipe repairman, on average, what they're going to do uh, is put a metal band around uh, the end of that shank. And so, you know, you'll you'll actually get a little nickel or sterling band uh, that, that will go on the, uh, you know, around the end of the shank. And, and what that's doing is just put enough pressure on that shank in order to keep it from that crack from spreading at all, mm. which is kind of neat. So, um, but you know, a lot of times you don't have that option at home. So, so what folks I've seen do, uh, it's kind of funny. You can actually take uh, like copper wire, which, which is pretty cool. And you can wrap that copper wire around your pipe and, and, and make like, uh, you know, just a really tight, uh, a tight band around the end of your pipe with a copper wire, and and it actually can make your pipe look really cool. Also, I, I can imagine that it look awesome, but isn't yeah. copper kind of a pretty big heat conductor? Wouldn't that potentially get kind of fun to be toasty? honest? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be curious to try that one. Yeah, kind of kind of different. It'd be one of those things you'd have to just uh, trial and error. But right, right, uh, right. But that's an option for you. A lot of folks too. Uh, what what I have heard uh, some success with, if you think about okay, you got a crack in your windshield uh, of your car. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times, uh, you know, when you get that crack repaired, what they do is they go to the end of wherever the crack is forming, and they'll actually drill a hole in the end of the crack. And what they're doing is creating a clean area so that that crack doesn't spread any further mm-hmm. and you can do that same exact thing on your pipe and so if if your pipe has a hairline crack that's kind of coming out uh, you can actually go to the end of that crack and actually drill a hole in the side of your shank and prevent that crack from spreading any further uh, now you'll want to cover that up almost immediately with uh, you know some type of you know epoxy or clear super glue or something like that that'll just make sure that stays you know well bonded but would pipe um, mud work as well I probably would not use pipe mud on that on that part of the pipe that's a lot better for building cake on the inside sure yeah, now, yeah. one thing a lot of folks if, if they are afraid of the inside of their pipe starting to you know it's starting to uh, burn out it's kind of threatening you know maybe the walls getting a little a little thin that's where you might take some cigar ash and uh, maybe some honey or something like that and make your own pipe mud there and 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 put on the side of your pipe mm-hmm. so um, just an option um, and then of course uh, probably the most common uh, thing is my stem is too loose what do I do if my stem's too loose? Man, I've got one of my favorite pipes right now. That is the situation. Yeah, and it drives us crazy, yeah. right? Like it's one of those things that is just always happening. Even if you're really, really kind to your pipe and uh, are sure not to take your stem out, uh, you know, while it's hot and things of that nature, um, you, you know, you're, our pipes just get loose. It can even be the humidity in the air or the temperature or whatever. Uh, you know, the little loose pipe fairy comes and sneezes on your pipe and then it's just loose. So, yeah. 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 I mean, like, especially, you know, we're, we're down south. If you talk about the temperature changing as rapidly as it is, yeah, one day that's it's right. like, you know, 
you know, you're, you're burning up in shorts and then the next day it's, you know, break out the winter gear again. If you leave your pipe out in the car for just one day. <laughs> you know, what, you're, you're, what's interesting is if it's a, um, if it's a little loose, but not super loose, a lot of times if you just smoke your pipe, continue to smoke it, it'll actually tighten back up. Cause it, it expands. It's, yeah. it's just funny. It'll just tighten up on its own, which is kind of interesting. So, so stick with it a little bit, but, um, I, I, I always say, uh, our first stop on the loose stem, map is the um is beeswax we always go to beeswax first uh, now do be- you mind your own um I, I do mind my own beeswax okay and right. I, I suggest that you mind your own beeswax i, I do my best i'm yeah. not that great don't at you it. mind my beeswax no, I, I wouldn't know yeah. didn't want to think of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah you, 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 i always recommend folks stop at beeswax first because it's very uninvasive it's easy it's something readily available and beeswax is it's just an easy go-to uh, you can get beeswax at your local farmer's market uh, sometimes even um, you know places like Hobby Lobby or you know Michael's or where you know one of these art craft supply places they'll uh, have beeswax occasionally as well but um, you know if you get some beeswax you can actually smear some around the end of your tenon and just make sure that there's kind of an even layer around there and then when you jam it in your pipe you know that wax is just going to give it enough of an opportunity to make a tighter seal. And as you heat the pipe up as well, that wax will start to uh, just create a thicker uh, layer inside that mortise hole. That just just something that your uh, stem can grab onto a little easier. So yeah, uh, so that is an option. A lot of folks too, what they'll do, and I have heard some pipe makers use this trick, is they can take a Q-tip. Uh, and just dip it in a little bit of super glue. Now you have to be real careful about this because you can mess up quickly. But on the side of the Q-tip, not the end, but on the side, um, you just put a little super glue. Go inside that mortise hole and just put a very small, small uh, film of super glue on the inside of the mortise hole. And that'll that'll put just enough of kind of a you know a, a expanded area there just so that tenon has a little more something to grab on so in that situation you're not necessarily like gluing the yeah. stem in it's just more of like letting it dry and then that way you've got the extra layer extra layer okay that, that's you. right yeah. yeah exactly i was thinking i was like man if you're gonna do that then you know, make sure you got a straight shot right through that pipe no. <laughs> exactly um yeah so that that's an option as well a lot of folks too uh you know and and i've done this before uh, you know, heat is our friend when we want to expand anything. So yeah. they make um, these tapered punches or awls, something that you might punch through, let's say, like a piece of leather with or something like that. And a lot of times these things start really small in the end. It's just a rod that smarts at a, starts at a small point. But as it travels up, it gets wider and wider. And a lot of times if you can heat, figure out a way to heat the end of your tenon up, and then as it heats up, slowly apply pressure to that punch. Yeah, as it yeah. goes inside the tenon, it'll actually start to expand it. Kind of squishes it. down and expands now out. You, you have to be careful about this because, you know, obviously your your tenon is a fixed thing and it, you know, it can break if, if you apply too much pressure too quickly. A lot of times people actually will hold the tenon over a candle and, and actually just kind of heat the tenon up that way. Huh. Uh, you got to be careful because that the end of the tip of that flame is super, super hot. Uh, and so you've got to continually kind of rotate your your uh, your stem there and just yeah, rotisserie you know, situation, your rotisserie <laughs> on your on your tenon there. But uh, you know, just kind of let it heat up and then take that uh, punch or that all and just kind of shove it in there, just very gently, a little bit at a time. Um, and if you if you're patient with it and can work it enough, 
uh, once it cools, uh, you know, you've got a you've got a wider tenon that will um, fit tighter inside your pipe. The only other thing I'll mention too, sometimes your stem is too tight, and a lot of folks don't have the proper uh, you know sanding material or something. If that if that tenon is actually the opposite problem, it's too tight. Huh. You can actually take oddly enough a a pencil, uh, just a graphite pencil, and just uh, rub graphite the 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 you know carbon on the end of that uh, stem uh, of the tenon. And what you're doing, the graphite is enough of a uh, gritty material that it'll actually remove some of the material off the tenon. And really? so it, it works almost like a, a little tiny piece of sandpaper. And so uh, you can use actually just a pencil to do that. If you rub enough carbon on the end of your tenon, uh, it'll it'll wear down that tenon just enough so that it'll slide right into the shank of your pipe. Huh. Pretty cool. Yeah. I feel like there should be like, the more you know flying I know. across the, more the screen. Because you know. knowledge is power. Man, that's crazy. So that's it. I got to tell you that last one, I, I've never run into anybody who's had the situation where literally their their stem has been too tight. Yeah. It, ha- it happens more often than you would think. A lot of folks, they uh, might buy a new pipe and it's really tight and they're afraid that, you know, if they... Uh, overwork it or something that they will, um, you know, that they'll break it. And, and so to avoid that, they'll just want to remove a little bit of, of the material uh, from that tenon and, and they can do it as easily as grabbing their closest number two pencil. Man, well, great, uh, great do it yourself tips, man. That's, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, it's kind of cool. You know, I, I love seeing the, the stuff that people walk in a little shop like this having used before i've seen frankenstein all kinds of frankenstein (laughs) pipes it's really great i've seen you know three three pipes you know rated for parts and all you know (laughs) globbed together i've seen uh you know people use staple guns and (laughs) every every kind of uh device you could think of but uh but yeah it's always pretty neat to to see how people engineer their own uh, pipe fixes. Man, that's crazy. Well, you know, here's the thing. For some of us, you know, we hear those we hear those solutions. Maybe we even try a couple of them, and you're just like, you know what? I just need to buy a new pipe. <laughs> There's no shame in it. There's nothing wrong with buying a new pipe. Hey, even if you fix it up, you may still want to buy a new pipe. And if you do, have we got a pipe to suggest to you? And that's coming from our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum. That's right. That's right. Uh, we got a pipe sponsor in this show that you'll definitely want to check out. And this is a gorgeous, gorgeous corncob pipe from Missouri Meerschaum. It is the Mark Twain. That's right. The Mark Twain has always been a good seller here at the Country Squire. It's uh, just a real clean-looking Dublin-shaped pipe. Uh, it comes in a pretty hefty, chunky-sized bowl. Yeah. Uh, got that, you know, uh, just obvious Dublin shape where it's a real nice kind of chunky flare at the top and narrows down towards the bottom of the bowl and has their, uh, you know, signature there on the bottom large bowl you can fit a good bit of uh, pipe tobacco in there and uh and always comes with a uh which a nice black stem so uh comes in a straight variant and a and a bent variant oh they make a bent Um, variant i didn't know that they sure do they sure do and it's uh, just a real popular shape so real clean you know a lot of folks uh want uh something that's not uh too gaudy or intricate they want something that just you know looks real real clean and it's it's just a beautiful uh, kind of elegant, simple pipe. Well, next time you're riding down a riverboat or wishing that you were, be sure to bust out your Mark Twain pipe. And hey, <laughs> if you have a Mark Twain pipe, or first of all, if you don't, pick one up. If you do have it or once you get it, be sure to take a, a picture of yourself smoking it this week. Put it on Twitter. We'll retweet it out. It's a great way to show the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum. Thank you for supporting this show. And uh, yes, big ups to Missouri Meerschaum. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Pipe question of the week. Pipe question of the week this week comes in from Jeremy Wolf, who says, What can we peons do to help the (laughs) pipe industry detach itself from being lumped in with the cigarette industry? Gosh, what a what a question, man. I you know This question, of course, very and it's very it's a very loaded question. It's a loaded from our good friend Jeremy up in uh, up in Seattle. Yeah, this one, of course, you know, we did an episode a while back uh, called "Separating the Stigma," where we very much specifically talked about this. That uh, you know, there's there's a difference between pipes, between cigars, and between cigarettes. Now, we've also actually done a kind of almost a follow up, separating the stigma uh, in terms of kind of looking at cigars, especially and, and that sort of thing. But I think when it all comes down to it, most Oh, I I probably shouldn't even say that, but I will. Most of us probably want our (laughs) pipe community as far away from the cigarette stigma and community as humanly possible. Most of us, I I think, would say yes. And and, and the reason for that is very practical, right? There's... Um, there's just so many differences between the two and, and because cigarettes have come under, you know, such incredible pressure over the past, you know, three, four decades that they've, they've grasped on, it's kind of like a drowning person. They grasp onto anything, uh, close to them to try to pull themselves up. And, and one of the closest things to the cigarette industry, of course, just by nature of tobacco is the, is the pipe and the cigar industry, even though it's a very different product, uh, it's close enough to be grabbed onto. And so they can kind of, uh, kind of latch on and, um, and, and you know whatever favor we'll they might take get. you down with us. Yeah, it's it's that kind of thing. So um, yeah, I, you know what an interesting question. I, I don't have a great answer to be honest, but I think again this is going to have to go back to advocacy. People are not aware of that. You know, pe- people don't even think about pipes as much as they used to. And so when you talk about 
you know, people, you, you go to the doctor's office and they ask you, are you a smoker? Uh, check yes or check no. You want to tell them, you don't immediately want to say yes. You want to answer, I'm a pipe smoker. Exactly. Does that count? Like, circle it right in. This is not a yes or no question. Exactly. That's right. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. And a lot of times doctors and, and dentists and, and others will say, oh, well, I'm not talking about that. We're just talking about cigarettes. Exactly. You know? that's and, right. and so th- there's something to be said for that. Why, why is uh, why, why is that difference there? And we should really explore that and, and point out to people that, uh, you know, th- just the difference in the additives and the chemicals. Uh, that that are involved in one and not the other. You know, I, I don't. I don't know. I, I think that's kind of where you start and, and and go from there. But it, it's got to. It's got to be a deliberate advocacy thing. I mean, it doesn't just happen. It's something that you're going to have to talk about. You're going to have to reach out to people like congressmen and legislators to, um, you know, to affect some of these changes. And, and, it, and it, it involves writing letters and making, you know, statements to the public, showing up at uh, meetings and things of that nature uh, and, and pushing back. It just really does. So anyway, we, we live in a time where, uh, you know, we, we are under attack as as a pipe smoking community. And so we have to be more uh, deliberate about it. There is no easy answer. I wish there was, Jeremy. But anyway, maybe uh, maybe we need to team up with the uh, maybe the two twenty folks need to team up with the four twenty folks. I, I won't suggest <laughs> that per se, but I will say this: one of the things I do with friends of mine who are just you know have, have just been chained to their cigarette for a long time as I, I really try yeah. to get them on board with the pipe yeah. um, as kind of like a, like let, let's move you off this and move into kind of this, this, this new realm. That's really very different close enough so that it may be a bridge for you and perhaps a bridge for a, or a healthier consumption. Um, but honestly, yeah, they, I, I, Anytime that I, any, anybody that I know that smokes cigarettes, I actively try to push them <laughs> to, to get off cigarettes and, and, and move towards the pipe. And I, I like what you said too, about kind of advocacy is, is just, kind of representing, man. I mean, you know, get out there with your pipe, smoke it, uh, you know, let, let folks know that you are a pipe smoker. And then, you know, every chance you get to, uh, kind of separate the stigma in your own personal conversations by all means. Well, and I, I think there's something to be said for that. I, I'll never forget the first time I walked my dog while smoking a pipe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it was one of the most public, uh, ways I first smoked my pipe. And, you know, I'm sitting here in the neighborhood walking my dog and, you know, it, it's a busy kind of, Saturday afternoon, people are out and about with their kids and all this, and, and they see a pipe smoker. They see a young pipe smoker. And it's like, well, well, that's kind of interesting. You don't see that very often anymore. And so they start thinking about it. They ask you questions about it. And they're like, well, well, doesn't that do this and this? Well, you know, and then you can say, well, well no, it doesn't because, you know, pipe tobacco is different. And so, um, you know, I, I think there's uh, just this you smoking your pipe in public will give people a reason to ask questions. Uh, and so, you know, don't you're making a statement. You're making a statement. We've always said that when you smoke your pipe, you were making a statement. And so make a good one. <laughs> <laughs> and good, and yeah. so, you know, if you're on your uh, if you smoke primarily on your back patio, um, you know, smoke occasionally when you're when you're in your car or walking down the street or maybe at the local coffee shop or something. I think uh, I think it'll help, you know, kind of just engage people's minds about, um, you know, the differences there. That's good, man. Thanks for the question, Jeremy. And hey, if you've got a pipe question of the week, send it in show at countrysquareradio.com. Quick, Quick fire, fire with, with the, the squire. squire. Quick fire question. All right, man, these quick fire questions. We've actually got, these are coming in from two different users of the thispipelife.com forums. Okay, okay. More on thispipelife.com in a moment. But the first one comes in from subtills87 on thispipelife.com. He says, uh, one puff of amazing tobacco or many puffs of good tobacco? Ooh, um, I, I, ooh, I'd have to go. I, 
probably with many puffs of good tobacco. It's about quantity over quality for well, you? Well, I mean, you know, at, at some point, why why try something incredible if it can't ever be repeated Ooh. ever? I, well, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, there, there's... I could see both sides. Of that. I could see both sides. I could of that see both too. sides. It's like yeah. you appreciate something. It's a vapor. It's it, you enjoy it and appreciate it, and then it's gone. You know, I, I don't know. But then, you know, it, what, I almost if 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 you give me something I can't get again, I almost don't want to be ruined by it. I, I, I don't see. know. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I'm gonna have to go with mini puffs of good tobacco. I'm gonna go with the mini puffs of good tobacco as well, although for slightly different reasons. Mine is like, look, if I'm smoking my pipe, I'm in it for like more than just smoking the pipe. Sure, it's like a time commitment, and so you know, it's all kind of part of the process. If only yeah. got one puff, it'd be kind of like, ah, this isn't really what I was going for. So yeah, now if it was one puff of excellent versus mini puffs of bad. Yeah, that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, the next one comes in, and these are uh, a series that Cretan Dan sent in from this pipeline.com. Yeah, he's got a he's got a good number of them. So this he's got some for this week and some for next week. Okay. Uh, they all are kind of in the same vein. Okay. Which is kind of um, your appearance, which should be interesting. Oh, okay. Given that we're the ones answering him, <laughs> <laughs> shaving foam in a can. Or shaving soap and badger brush. Okay, so so are you using um, like the Barbasol kind of shaving cream, mm-hmm. or are you using uh, kind of the old school, you know, uh, uh, brush and uh, and and shaving soap? Thing? Right, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, since neither of us shave uh, very regularly, um, I, I have to go with. Uh, <laughs> you are growing it back. I'm proud of you. That is um, true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I I I probably have to go with the. Um, with just regular shaving cream in a can, just because it's easy. Um, I've actually never tried the other. I don't even know what it's like to I'm use a brush. I'm curious a, to try it. Yeah, you know, as many people in the pipe community that use the, uh, you know, the old-fashioned, uh, you know, straight razor and, you know, sh- you know, sh- um, sharpening it on a on a strop and all that kind of stuff and, and using the, uh, you know, fancy badger brush and that type of thing. I, I'm just not familiar with it. That's something I've never been exposed to, but, um, I don't shave very often. So when I do, um, I'm just probably going to stick with the Barbasol, you know? <laughs> so, you know, one of the reasons I shaved when I did is cause in late March, I've got a speaking engagement in new Orleans. And, and so I knew I could grow it back by then. Yeah. But you yeah. know, I'm, in New Orleans, uh, there is, I think it's in the garden district. There's like this, like, um, specialty boutique barbershop yeah, type deal. Yeah. What's the name of that place? I know the exact place you're talking about. But you know, about. you go in, yeah. they like offer you a Guinness while you sit in your chair to get cut, yeah. you know, get cut and everything. And yeah. I, you know, I might, after it's all said and done, get one of those old, because I've never had like a yeah. straight razor shave. Yeah. I, I might, I might do that. Could be fun. I'd be kind of curious to see what, uh, what, what that experience is like. Yeah. Uh, but, but between the two, I am going to pass because honestly I go electric razor and that is pretty much, it. <laughs> that's why I look like I look and that's why the internet is making fun of me. I thought you were going to say uh weed eater, but, but electric razor, that also counts. That's about right. That's about right. All right. Tie knot, traditional knot, Windsor, etc., or fancy knot. Do you go, Eldridge. When, when you're tying a knot, do you try, do you tie a traditional knot like a Windsor or an Eldridge knot or something fancy? I, the only one I honestly know of is a, is the Windsor and the, uh, I think it's called the four in hand. You just kind of, you know, oh, no. loop it over. Uh, but, but the easy traditional style knot, you know, that's kind of where I, where I live. I, I wear, I, 
you know, I don't wear ties as much as I used to. I was in the financial industry for a little bit, and I did some real estate stuff. And you know, in those wait, wait, wait hang those, on, in those former no, no, hang on, hang in on, those hang former on. lives, I wore a suit every day. <laughs> but now I just don't have any reason to. You were not in the. You sold insurance. That is not the same as being in the financial. Industry. It was, I was a financial advisor. <laughs> I was a financial advisor. You sold insurance. I was Come a financial now. advisor. <laughs> but you know, it, it was one of those things where I I did I have to put on a suit every day sure, and, yeah, and you yeah. know make sure make sure my shirt was pressed and all that kind of stuff. And I just don't wear ties very often anymore. But um, but I guess if I do, I have to go with the traditional knot. The tie is the noose of the business world. Now, I know there's a lot of people <laughs> listening to me that, that very much vehemently disagree with me on that. Uh, my whole thing is I don't think that women should be forced to wear high heels, nor do I think that men should be forced to wear ties. I think that they're very hey. much similar. They serve very <laughs> similar purposes in terms of you know, the, the, the benefits visually to your, to your appearance, but they also serve as very uncomfortable things that are completely unnecessary. <laughs> now, again, that's just me. I know there are many people out there that are like, you know, some people oh, love wearing ties. Look, that's the thing. There's yep. some people out there that are like, look, every gentleman should wear a tie. You're not a gentleman unless you, you, uh, wear one. Uh, one of, uh, one of our great friends busts out a bow tie every single day, every day. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's a thing, but it's just, it's not my thing. Yep. So again, I'm going to pass. <laughs> and then finally, uh, single breasted with vest or double breasted? Hmm. I probably have to go with single breasted with a vest. And that's because I'm short. Mm. I've found that short people, or at least people of my proportions and dimensions, don't work with double breasted suits very well. All right. So, so I'll just say that. So, so the difference, of course, I know what the difference is. Right. But just in case someone's listening and they don't actually and they, know. And they don't. It's yeah. where it's it, instead of the suit kind of meeting in the middle and, and you doing one button, it's where you've got it kind of folding over. And you got three buttons? No, three buttons. That that can be a uh, single breasted. That would generally be a suit, three breasted suit. Uh, a th- oh, a three breasted suit. Or a, a, a single breasted suit. Okay. All right. So <laughs> How many breasts are we talking about? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Um, yeah. So I think I'm single breasted then from that standpoint, because yeah. I like a three button suit. Yeah, if you if you like a traditional three button suit where the buttons are all going down the middle, that's right. Then that's going to be just a single breasted suit. Well, three buttons is a little nine, is Mister Wayne? Right, but the <laughs> but a double breasted suit you're going to have kind of the uh, I don't know all the right terms, but the <laughs> flap is going to go farther over to the other side, and uh, I don't know, it just doesn't work for me. Fair enough. So we're both single. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> how, how many breasts do you when prefer? it comes to breasts? <laughs> So single breasted suits, both, both there. That's right. And, uh, yeah, great questions. Crete and Dan, he's got some more questions on appearance that are just going to be awesome for next week. Of course, uh, those are sent in from, uh, the, the forums over at this pipelife.com, this pipelife.com, an awesome online community that's helping make this show happen. If you have not joined up at this pipelife.com, you should do it and use the code CSR. When you sign up, it's a great way to let them know that you heard about it on the show and thus it helps support the show. Also, we mentioned this last week and we want to continue mentioning that they're more than just the online website and forms and such. They are also on Facebook. They're on Instagram. They are on Twitter. So whatever your social media platform of uh, preference is, be sure to type that in.com slash this pipe life. You'll find them. Let them know you heard about it on Country Squire Radio. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. All right. Listen to feedback. Speaking of this pipeline, yeah. <laughs> uh, so you and I were trying to figure out who made this joke a couple of weeks ago, and I'm sure you guys will, will uh, remind us. But a couple of weeks ago, we mentioned uh, somebody wrote in and suggested a dating 
website of this pipe wife. This pipe wife. This right. pipe wife. Dot com. Right. Uh, well, you know, at, at the suggestion, I ha- I did send it in, and uh, Nicole from the thispipelife.com uh, team. Right. This is what she wrote back when I mentioned that to her. She said, "I was lucky. I was at a red light when you guys read that the this pipe wife letter. I was laughing so hard, I probably would have swerved into traffic." <laughs> it's really great. I, I I'm telling you, it's a it's a it's an opportunity that's ripe ripe. Very well, ripe. The idea officially pitched. <laughs> so there well, like go. I said, if there's a farmers only, I mean, there can certainly be this pipewife.com. I'm just saying. No comments. Yeah, that's a thing. All right. So we also got <laughs> a, uh, this is, this, this next one comes in from uh, the JB Smokes uh, on YouTube. Uh, he says, your advice about shocking the senses is, of course, last episode, The Art of Tasting. Yeah. Yeah. Your advice about shocking the senses is what happened to me uh, with my first English. Sutliff number five. I've only had one tin of it, but the tin at the, that point in my pipe smoking journey was something that I will never forget. That was five years ago. I'm just now starting to appreciate the tastes and nuances in tobaccos. Just this past month, I've been smoking McCraney's. McCraney's. Curatuck? Curatuck. <laughs> uh, and then smoked simple uh, 51 or 5100. I can finally differentiate what Perique really is and does in a blend. Excellent. Well, good. I'm glad that... Uh, That's great. Yeah. Great feedback from... I, uh, I, I think and the Sutliff number five, of course, a great English blend. That's uh, probably you know, one of the, the best Sutliff tobaccos I think that they make in a tinned version. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just such an interesting thing. You, you know, it's that same thing we talked about. A lot of folks, they uh, start smoking, you know, sweet aromatic tobaccos and that first English blend they smoke, they, they're like, wow, I didn't know tobacco could taste like that. And just kind of it does it shocks your senses it's a good good exercise we also got a review on itunes uh, you want to read that one yeah it comes from jimbo inferno he says a top shelf podcast uh what can i say that hasn't already been said this is a top shelf podcast john david and Bo are so informative yet so entertaining which is a difficult balancing act to master episode after episode i grow to appreciate this wonderful hobby more and more if you are a pipe smoker or are considering taking up the pipe smoking hobby this is the podcast for you so there it is. Thanks there so is. much. Yeah. Thanks so much, Jimbo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I got to tell you from that particular uh, <laughs> iTunes review, the the top shelf, I, I'm, I've borrowed that now yep. and I'm, I'm using that for a lot of Pottery, uh, uh, uh promotional stuff with, with podcasts that we do as top shelf podcast. I think that's such a cool way to yeah, describe I'm, it. I'm good. I'm good with that. I love that. That's so cool. Thanks so much, Jimbo. We really appreciate that. Uh, also shout out, <laughs> shout, shout out to uh, club member, Mark VV, who also wrote down, he said, man, I love this episode talking of course about shocking the senses not shocking the senses the art of tasting right art of tasting which right. the art of tasting was kind of shock your senses right uh he says i love this episode really helps me conceptualize how to expand my tasting vocabulary uh that word exercise john david touched on really made me think about how my own propensity to settle on sweet or savory or bitter are some really base terms that are far too simple seriously guys thanks Mark BV. That's great. That's great. I, I love uh, uh, love some of our live feedback, too. Of course, oh, uh, you were getting uh, grief for not knowing uh, what a Dremel tool is. Of course which I is, am. Which is great. <laughs> uh, we have some other feedback that I probably won't read on the on the live air. Probably, probably for the best. <laughs> uh, we got some great feedback, too. Uh, some suggestions on tool or, you know, with reviving pipes and with, DIYs. That's right. Another trick for loose stem is using clear fingernail polish, uh, which is also removable. So kind of interesting, you can take your little Q-tip and rub that clear fingernail polish either around the tendon or or inside the mortise hole, and that, that can uh, do a good job. Let's see, Vincent 
DiVirglio at VIP uh, Vinny D on Twitter. He says, I actually use vodka on a Q-tip to clean it. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, An old-timer told me that trick a while ago. So uh, you can kind of clean the inside of the mortise hole with that. And then, uh, of course, other folks, you know, chiming in that uh, the beeswax uh, seems to work pretty good. Portland Paul says, uh, rub beeswax on the tenon, smoke it for four bowls before taking it apart again. And, and that seems to be my favorite uh, favorite trick. It, you know, if you will put that beeswax on the tenon, shove it in your pipe, and you might even do that a couple times. Put more beeswax on it, put it back in there, and, and again and again. Uh, and then and then leave it, let it sit, and then smoke it, you know, three or four times. Uh, let it get hot and cool down, hot and cool down, hot and cool down, and just really give that beeswax an opportunity to, you know, kind of soak in there. Don't touch it. Don't twist it. Don't remove it. Uh, just just smoke it three or four times. Um, I really have had a lot of success with that. So hopefully you will too. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, <laughs> continuing on the theme of, uh, of giving me grief about not having a beard, somebody uh, did mention, I, I should actually give the shout out of who it was, for uh, looking at the two of us on the screen, it's like watching pipe Jesus and the boy with the five loaves uh, that from Greg Bolin on Twitter. Well, well done, sir. Well done, sir. Uh, <laughs> also, I'm, I'm actually surprised that tonight on the live show, I'm not getting grief for the fact that I have no beard yet. I am literally wearing the beard core t-shirt. Oh, that's good. You know, what's funny. I noticed that earlier and I thought to myself, I almost put on my beard core t-shirt today as well. Oh, that so would be great. I, I should have done that. that but great. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's good. You're, you're getting it back. Slowly but surely. I, I, I like this uh, thing that Varg sent in uh, a gif of uh, of Justin Bieber. No, uh, no, don't don't even. I, I, I'm just saying that that you know he might have a little more facial hair than you. Guys, I so, know. Yeah. He he actually doesn't, but you know he he does question the the fact. So that's good. That, that's my Justin Bieber. <laughs> just busting a move right here, guys. Great live feedback. Great, uh, <laughs> great. <laughs> We always love seeing this roll in during the live show. And hey, if you've never tuned in for a live show, you absolutely should. We do it on Monday nights, historically, traditionally, and for at least the next few weeks at uh, 6.30 Pacific. That's 4.30, I'm sorry, 6.30 Central, uh, 4.30 Pacific, 7.30 Eastern. Now, in the uh, in a next little while, that may be subject to change. Yeah. We, we may be pushing that back. We don't know for sure, but we're going to have to put right. that out there so it doesn't shock you when, That's when right. we announce it uh, coming down the line. But for now, and definitely for next week, join us at that time at CountrySquireRadio.com. You can also keep up with us throughout the week. You can follow me. I'm at the Real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at, at underscore CountrySquire. Of course, all that information and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com. Guys, I mentioned at the top of the show, we want to encourage you. If you uh, have not done so already, help make this show happen. Become a patron. Go to uh, Patreon.com slash CountrySquireRadio for even just a dollar an episode. It's a great way to ensure this content continues on to the quality and consistency that you've come to know. Uh, if you're listening on the Satchel podcast player, all you have to do is click be a patron. It's right there on your screen right now, and it'll take you right there. So do that. Help us make the show happen. We greatly appreciate those of you who are. And uh, yeah, I think I think that's all the... Uh, I think that covered it. That yeah. pretty much covered it. <laughs> Man, let's go break some pipes so we can fix them with like, you know, duct tape and and, uh, and and rubber bands. I'm really curious to see <laughs> the makeshift solutions that are going to be rolling in this week. I want to week see on... some Frankenstein pipes. It's in, uh, you know, one thing I want to do before, you know, I, I, I hang up my tobacconist apron uh-huh. in, in this life is <laughs> is inside the shop somewhere have a wall of shame oh. so, so that people can hang their pipes up or, or put their pipes up that are just 
that are just awful. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and and we would love to see yours, particularly the ones that you've uh, you've Frankenstein back to life. Man, well, <laughs> we'll be looking for those this week. But until then, man, let's go have a night. See you, brother. listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.